Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're listening to Talk of Champions, an Ole Miss Spirit podcast with Ben Garrett. It's up! It's up! It's up! It's up! It's up! It's up! This is Talk of Champions. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit Ben on Twitter. Joining me now on the Modern Woodman phone line is Mike Clement, Ole Miss Baseball Hitting Coach. Hey, buddy, what's up? How are you? Good, man. How are you? Um, I'm good. I'm good. Got the road series win, and so uh, that's uh, that always puts you in a little better spirits, right? Yeah, has to. A win's a win. A series win in the league, no less. So what's the big takeaway for the coaching staff after taking two of three against Auburn? It it is uh, such coach speak, but like, uh, oh, you start to get worried about. All right, Tennessee's pretty good. They're coming in here this weekend. Got a couple of midweek games. Uh, it's, I think, what like if you ask me, everything that that Coach Bianco is really good at. Probably the best thing is, man, he has uh, a really good ability, way better than me. About all right, win or lose, whatever it is. All right, hey, we got what do we got this week? Let's move forward and all of that. Um, no, none of which what I'm saying is of that much interest to your re- readers or listeners because that's what all coaches say. So, um, but we feel good. We feel good. Anytime, like you said, you can win on the road in our league. It doesn't matter. Um, you're going to take series wins for sure. Well, I'll be honest. I don't cover y'all on a day-to-day basis anymore, but I still pay attention to every single game. And there was some concern about Tim Elko's slow start. And then I looked at the numbers today, the raw numbers. I don't care about batting average, but it is 286. The OPS is 1.136, and he's got eight homers. That's kind yeah, of what Tim is, isn't it? I don't really feel like that's a slow start, even with the average no, being what it is. It's not at all. I think it's uh, – um, oh, how do I say this correctly? For for people to uh, it, it aggravates me when when I read or see something that says Gonzo uh, busted out or that or that uh, Elko is overcoming a slow start. Uh, I th- I think that is a complete product of exactly what you're saying. They look at traditional stat stats page and the 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 order on a traditional stat page is it's sorted by by batting average. And so uh, you and I have been through this a million times, but Jacob Gonzalez, and I kind of switched gears on you, but Jacob Gonzalez is on base over 500. So like yeah. over 50% of the time he's getting on base. So he's slugging uh, almost 700. So is Tim. Yeah. So when you combine those things, which is, which is OPS that you're talking about, and I don't care what level of baseball you're talking about when it's over a thousand, um, you're doing something right. So uh, you're exactly right. Elko's he, he's gotten off to a good start and uh, he's doing what, what we need him to do. And, and I think honestly been like, if we had a different line, like that's what we need out of him. Like that's what this lineup needs out of him. Right. We're going to get less strikeouts from other guys and we're going to get, you know, um, but that's what we ask him to do. Um, if, 
if I wanted him to just move the ball all the time, uh, we would we would approach coaching him a little bit differently. But I, but he's doing exactly what our lineup needs. Like after Sack hits that double on on Saturday, uh, that guy throws the first pitch. Their closer does. He hits it out of the yard, and the game is over. Like that's what we need Tim Elko to do, and and that's what he's done. Gonzo has walked twenty three times in nineteen games. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Like, is that an approach uh, adjustment or anything like that, or is it just no, seeing it? No, it's what he is. Like, uh, I remember after his freshman fall, so he hadn't played a game here yet. Right. Uh, so the, his first fall, uh, he struck out ten times and walked nine times, and we're having like kind of our end of the fall hitting coach player exit deal um, going back for Christmas break, and he had a great fall. He hit four hundred. And, uh, I said, you know, what'd you think? He's like, I'm a little disappointed. And I thought, cause I didn't know him well enough at the time. I thought at the time he was like, going to play the humble card. Like, Oh, I can do better. You know, he's like, it's the first season of baseball in my life that I have struck out more than I walked. And keep in mind, it was, he struck out 11 times and walked 10 in that fall. And I laughed at him. I said, you better get used to it. Like, this is a pretty good level of baseball to the, to the day it's still the only season of his life. He's struck out more than he's walked. Like as a true freshman, it was like 38, 32 and it's, it's going to be two to one this year at least. So, uh, no, he's really good. He's really good. And that's the thing. He did not swing it great early in the season. Um, he's been much better the last three or four weeks. And, uh, but the thing he always will do is he's, he's going to be on base. He just, cause his approach is so good. Um, and it's just it's just what he is. He continues to get better. But I don't think, in answer to your question, I don't think it's a a big time approach adjustment. I just think, you know, he's older, and um, this is what he know, does. He, We're not regressing yeah. back to the mean, but going back to the mean is what that's what right. he's always been. Yeah, that's right. Well, that's it's right. it's funny because like if you look at the stats, if you eliminate batting average and just look at OPS and hits and uh, extra base hits, don't look at RBI, but look at slugging percentage and walks and on base percentage for him and Tim it's all there it's crazy yeah no they're uh is batting average more of a luck thing for you yeah I think so now uh someone that is on the other side of the fence would say hey you have to get hits to win you know you're not just gonna walk and and that's all true so um but I think you know, typically the, the good players, and this, this is where like the old school people have, have trouble getting over it. And I understand their point is, Hey, if you're a good player, you're going to end up hitting for a good batting average, which a lot of times at our level is, is probably pretty true. Um, but yeah, it's just, I still think it's a stat. I still think it carries some importance and I don't think it's pure luck because the good guys usually hit for a high average, but I just don't think it's as important as what everyone else thinks it is. You know, I don't, I don't think our stat page should be sorted by batting average. That shouldn't be hard for a lot of people because we all grew up, uh, you know, people of the age of, of, you know, me grew up and looking at box scores. If you were a baseball junkie and all of that, and you look to see how, you know, how many, how many hits did Mark Grace get last night? You know, like that's, that's what, that's what you looked at. And, Really, it's it's still a stat, and it's still important. It's just not the most important. I think we've learned that. It's interesting because, like, if you compare Matt Olson and Freddie Freeman, we're going off topic here, but I'm a Braves fan, and Freddie just goes to the yep. Dodgers, and Matt Olson is traded to the Braves, signs for eight years, and everyone's talking about, well, Freddie's the better player. No, he's not. 
Um, average yeah. wise, he is. But if you look at the overall stats, the cumulative stats, including also his defensive ability and just what he is overall as a ball player, he was a 5.3 win player last year, and Freddie was a 4.7. Yeah, yep, no doubt. And I think, I think a lot of it with that is probably just the evolution of Freeman to that. Well, yes. It sounds like he's just a stud of a kid and all that. Um, and I and I get that. But you're right. Like, they made the smart – you could tell, like, when – again, we're way off topic. Yes. But you could tell when Snit and their, their GM got interviewed when it happened. Like, they were emotional because they loved the, the dude. Um, but from but a baseball the smart, standpoint. The smart, yeah. yeah, they did the right thing. They, they did their job, which is sometimes hard to do when you get mixed up in the emotion of it. But – Back to kind of what we were talking about for us, um, yeah, no, I it's it's why our offense is is so good and continues to be and and all of that is just you know the the, the things that are important and score ultimately it's scoring more runs than the opponent. Um, you know, we we've been pretty good at. It. I think we have a pretty good feel for how to do that. How's Kevin Graham feeling? Um, good. He's still, in my opinion, he's still a couple weeks off. Obviously. I think Wednesday of this week will be two weeks off of surgery. I think it's, um, you know, they've told us four weeks now. He has bone stimulator, and he's been able to move it a little bit. Um, he, you know, he's with, he's with our team and all of that. That's an important piece. You know, like there's, there's no way around it. We're going to face three right-handers this weekend that have good stuff, and he kind of neutralizes that a little bit in our lineup. Now, we've been really fortunate that some of the – uh, quote role type players have been really good for us this year. Um, and so it's covered up a little bit of that, but we can't go forever. I mean, I've said it on this podcast before. I feel like we just overall offensive game have two of the best five hitters in the sec be- between him and Gonzalez. And, uh, and it's hard to go without that guy. You know, no one, I don't care how good your lineup is. It's hard to go without that guy for too long, but um, you know, Hopefully we're able to get him back here uh, here within the next two to three weeks. Look at my guy, TJ McCants, 1.057 OPS, 571 slug, three bombs. Yeah. If you care about batting average, 357, and he's walking at a pretty decent clip too. 13 yeah, walks. Stud, stud. Really good player, um, and he just continues to get better. Uh, self, selfishly, uh, it makes me sad that he's a draft-eligible sophomore, um, but like uh, – yeah, he's uh, he's really good, and we've we moved him this weekend. You know, uh, two or three games into the three hole, moved Gonzo to the one, um, and just kind of shoved all of our good guys up towards the top. And um, there were a lot of runs because of it. And he crazy how that works, two- Mike. Yeah, it is. It, <laughs> it is. Uh, we, you and I, uh, agree on that. And uh, but TJ's been been really good. And the thing about him is, and again. I hate to just gush over our players and obviously I'm, I'm with them every day, but here's a guy who came in as a shortstop, hasn't played much shortstop, has played second base, has played center field, has played right field and never said anything about it. Like just doesn't care, wants to play, wants to be good, wants us to be good. Uh, he's awesome. He's the kind of guy you wish you could find a, you know, five-year extension. Well, I bring him up because when Kevin Graham goes down, a TJ McCants is one of those guys that has the ability to step up. He was already really good but taking on even more knowing that you're going to be about without him for a little while. Cause it's easy to talk about the guys who stepped in immediately for Kevin Graham or stepped in directly for Kevin Graham, like a Kemp Alderman, Hayden Leatherwood, whoever, 
but you need a TJ McCants, the one that has the upside to step up and do more, to do more. And he's doing no, more. No, no question. Unfortunately, we've been through this before, you know, obviously with Elko last year, but I think the advantage uh, in that is that guys have kind of seen what it takes. And it, it isn't even like a, a spoken thing. It's not something like, Hey, you know, I'm not calling TJ McCants into my office to say, Hey, mm-hmm. Graham went down. So we need you to step up. But I think, you know, when you're just around every day and they saw that, uh, what, what we were able to do with, 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 with Tim out last year and, and keep our head above water offensively and all of those things. Like, I just think guys understand. And, you know, the hugely important thing is the number of at bats guys have under their belt. And so, you know, TJ now has a ton of college at bats under his belt and I don't think it's overwhelming for him. And we're not asking him to do something he can't do. It's, he's just really good. And, and he's, he's helped fill that void for sure. How's Calvin Harris doing? Uh, he's the one, like, I'm not sure. I don't know. Uh, it's not great. Oblique is such a hard injury, um, for a, for a hitter. That could take, you know, you see that. Yeah. You see that happen in the, in the big leagues and those guys are on the DL for a long time. And so the hard part with the oblique is you feel pretty good walking around and then you try to do any kind of activity and you can still feel it. Well, if you still feel it, you can't, you know, you just gotta, you gotta rest. And there's no, like, again, maybe some trainer somewhere would tell me I'm crazy. Maybe our trainer would tell me like, there's no real rehab that goes on. Like with Graham, you can see progress, you know, you, you go get a CT scan and see that the bone is healed. And, you know, you can see him start to move his wrist a little bit and it's progress. And with Harris, it's like, Hey Cal, how you feeling today? Uh, still the good. same, but it's, <laughs> yeah, it's just sit and wait. Um, and that stinks. It really stinks for him too. Um, just cause he was off to such a good start and he filled the gap when, when Dunhurst went down great. And, um, yeah, it just stinks. It stinks for him. I know you don't coach pitching, but right now what's the general feel amongst the coaches about the way things uh, are going? Ob- yeah, obviously we, we, you know, we didn't pitch great this, this, this past weekend and, um, you know, gave up some runs and a lot of it was in, in one game. And as you know, I'm not telling any secrets when, when a game gets out of hand and you're playing a three game series against the same team, you're not going to roll your dudes out of the pen. You know, we weren't going to, we weren't going to run Brandon Johnson out there when, when we're, when we're down, you know, whatever it was nine to three. Um, and so sometimes it gets, it gets ugly. Right. And so um, a lot of those numbers, if you're looking at statistics uh, were affected by, by one game, but, but we didn't pitch great on, on Thursday either. And when that 13 to six or whatever it was, um, and I, I still think uh, on some level uh, that we're trying to figure out some roles and figure out what we're going to settle in on. And, and uh, you know, I think we have some really good pieces, but it's just about um, figuring out exactly how those pieces all, all fit together. It looks like, and again, I don't cover y'all on a game-to-game, day-to-day basis anymore, but it feels like, seems like, the only sure thing as far as starters are concerned is John Gaddis is going to be on the weekend, not necessarily on Friday, but right now on Friday, but that's the only yeah. lock as far as starters. Yeah, I think, I think that's true. I think obviously Doherty pitched great on Saturday. Yeah, that's my guy. Probably gets, prob- probably gets overlooked a little bit only because we scored a, a ton of runs and all of that, but that was a huge, huge stopper for us as far as, you know, it's uh, are you going to win the series or lose the series? And and obviously we, we we did great offensively, but you know partway through that game we're talking about a three to one game and it's still in the balance and all that before we 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 broke it open. And so um, he was great and and he is what he is. He's a he's a great competitor. So I 
I think, and again, it's one, it's really one really good start, but I think, you know, those two guys have been, have been solid enough that, that they, they, their rope is a little bit longer probably in Mike's eyes. Um, and so we just got to figure out, figure out the rest of the pieces and what the bullpen looks like and all those things. We'll get right back to Ole Miss hitting coach Mike Clement in this edition of Talk of Champions after I tell you briefly about BNA Bank and Thomas Chandler of Modern Woodman, two proud sponsors of Talk of Champions. BNA Bank is celebrating 125 years of local banking. For generations, BNA Bank has been a stable fixture in Northeast Mississippi, supporting and investing in our local small businesses, local schools, local community events, local charities, and so much more. At BNA Bank, we believe in our local communities, businesses, and organizations because we are a local business, too. Thank you for choosing to bank local with BNA Bank. Are you looking for a career change? Maybe COVID threw you for a loop. Maybe it's time that you did something else. Maybe you're just tired of working nine to five for 40 hours every week just to make money for someone else. Well, our phone line sponsor, Thomas Chandler of Modern Woodman, is looking to hire new financial representatives here in Mississippi. No background experience is necessary. You do have to be a resident of Mississippi, but what he's looking for is someone who is highly self-motivated and wants to make a difference in the lives of others. A full-time position comes with benefits such as health insurance, a matching 401k, and a pension plan. Don't wait around anymore. It's time to make a change. So for more information, feel free to reach out to Thomas Chandler today directly through Facebook or his number at 662-296-0186. That's 662-296-0186. Make the change. Thomas Chandler of Modern Woodman, the title sponsor of Talk of Champions. say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. All right. So what's the scout for Tennessee? Oh, uh, they're good. They're really good. It's, and it, uh, it's as advertised. They've lost once. They lost Texas, who, depending on the poll, is – well, not even depending on the poll. They're a top three team conservatively in the country. And um, they're really good. They're going to start two true freshmen on the weekend in their rotation, and they're legit guys that, uh, you know, 
the type of guys that are, especially the Friday guy, they, they surprised he made it to school, never thought that would happen in the recruiting and in, in high school process. And, and he ends up at school and Tony's done an unbelievable job there. It has not been that long ago. Um, and you know, from covering us from day to day for, for most of your time, uh, that Tennessee was an afterthought in our league. Like you see them on the schedule, especially at home. And it's like, yeah, we're winning two for sure. Um, and that is, that is not the kid. They may be the best team in our league, um, or the best team in the East. Yeah, uh, calm down as, now. Ole Miss is ranked number one again. No, I see. Okay. If I have a vote, which I don't, I make Tennessee or someone else rank number wow. one, you know, put the bullseye on somebody else's back. Wow. Uh, anyway, they, no, they are, uh, I think they lead the country in home runs. I think 50 some home runs and, um, yeah, they're, they're, they're really good. Tony's done an unbelievable job there. They've recruited it at a super high level and obviously coming off a trip to the college world series. So we're, we're going to have our hands full this weekend for sure. Preparationally. I don't understand mm-hmm. how this works. Cause we can break down the numbers in the media as fans, but when y'all lose a game like Southeastern Louisiana, when you're breaking it down as a coaching staff and doing your plans and your meetings and stuff, and you're looking at, okay, this is what our record has to be. What, what does that mean for the margin of error? If that makes sense and, and how you're trying to build a postseason resume. Um, it's a little bigger margin for error for us at our level, only because of the 30 games we got to play inside of our league. Um, I feel like, and again, I don't do our scheduling, but I feel like Mike does an awesome job as far as balancing out who we are playing in non-conference games and where we are playing them. Um, like obviously no matter how UCF ends, ends the season, um, those become big ones because, they're not going to be awful. Even in a bad year, they're going to be a top 100 RPI and it, road wins count a little bit differently. So you still got to go win your games. Um, but no one wants to slip up and get beat by Southeastern Louisiana last Tuesday night, but it is a road game. And, you know, I think, I think it gets covered up a little bit partially by, by us playing well and winning SEC games. Cause that's what really what it all comes down to. Um, but the beauty of, of how Mike has done it, because if you look at like RPI right now, which really means nothing, you're going to see SEC schools all over the map, but it seems like we're consistently this time of year, a top 20 RPI team, which a lot of teams in our league are not, they will end up being, but we put ourselves in really good position as far as at the end of the year to not have to make up a ton of ground, just got to go take care of business in the league. So for fans, they get worked up after a loss like that. And a lot of yep. that has to do with pent-up frustration, emotion from other years and stuff. I get that. But from a baseball, just in y'all's locker room, in y'all's plans and stuff like that, when you lose a game like that, sometimes it's just chalk it up. It's baseball. Baseball happens, and, and you move on. And then the numbers that work themselves out. Is that how you view that? Um, if, if you're – if you're talking strictly from a numbers, uh, I don't think, I don't think we worry about it from a numbers standpoint from a, Hey, that's going to cost us a chance to host type 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 of conversation. Right. Yes. We're able to put it behind us that way. I think our players are really good. Wake up the next morning in the hotel. I walk down there and eat breakfast. And an hour later, those guys are coming down there and they're bouncing around to the point where I'm like, what are you bouncing around for? We got three hits last night. Um, but they're really good at putting in the rearview mirror. Uh, I think I think us as coaches, we you know it's our it's our job, right? But we we talk a lot more about hey corrections we have to make. Um, you know it it 
it, it sticks with us a little bit longer, but I'll tell you what, the players, the way they are, especially this group. And you and I have talked about it before, mm-hmm. how special this group is as far as just personalities go uh, and lack of ego. But these guys do a really nice job of it and actually helps us out, I think. At least me. I shouldn't speak for the other, other guys on the staff, but it, it certainly helps me out. It was a really bad way of asking. It was basically about the resume and building for hosting and supers and all that kind of stuff. Putting yourself in the perfect position for a top eight, how much does that actually hurt? Yeah, uh, the the short answer to that is I don't think a whole lot. Okay. Now, it, now if you if you build up some of those, you go, oh, yes, you know, yeah. then then obviously it does. Um, I think I think we with our scheduling put ourselves in a really good spot if we go take care of business in the league and go win whatever that number is, seventeen, eighteen uh, conference games that we are hosting. No, no no question about it. Now, some other teams in the league that schedule really soft, you know that if they spit one of those up that that means a lot more but i think we schedule if you look at the teams that we play in the non-conference we schedule tough enough as far as rpi goes that i, I feel like we put ourselves year in and year out in pretty in that way i know Ole miss fans will get pissed at me y'all actually play at memphis and then memphis at home and back-to-back days before tennessee so what's the scout of memphis uh they're 12 and 5 and it and uh have have played really well um yeah, we got rained out a couple of weeks ago, and so we go to AutoZone. I think it's still called AutoZone. I could be wrong. It may be like FedEx Field or something. I don't know. I think Whatever it's still AutoZone. Is. We're going to go okay. with AutoZone. All right, let's let's do AutoZone. Uh, we go to AutoZone tomorrow night, and then they come here Wednesday night. Um, just happened that way because of rain out a couple of weeks ago. Uh, but they, they've played really well. They haven't started their league yet, and they don't even start their league, I don't think, this coming weekend because the American has – fewer teams so i still think they got a couple weeks um from 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 in conference baseball but um they're off to a good start you know it's it's coach coach Schoenrock's uh last year up there and um they've pl- they played really well through the first handful of weekends why did we get confused for a second it's still on his own park well i feel like everything is renamed. every ballpark yeah you think swayze exactly. field so think, will one day be like fedex filled Depends how much money FedEx wants to get. Uh, like yeah. you, you would, you can't, you can't say this, but you would boot the Modern Woman hotline for FedEx if FedEx said, "Hey, Ben, never." I am loyal to my people. How dare you? How dare it's, you? It's what you have to say. It's what you have to no, say right now because no. some guys listening to us that is the one who ponied up that cash, whatever they did, and now they're mad at me. You but, know, it, it's only right that you're finally able to get one back on me for all the stupid shit I've said to you on this podcast for, for years now, for you to be able to like make me uncomfortable. Thank you. you did uh, it. It's hard to do. It's hard. To it do. is. It's uh, tough. I'm glad I was able to do it once in eight years. And the thing is, I- I'm really not that uncomfortable. He's Mike Clement, Ole Miss baseball hitting coach. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. You got it, buddy. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. 
every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.